Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, Climate change. You know, the science is irrefutable. And if you dare to raise questions, even using some truly outstanding, brilliant experts and scientists, you're a denier, you know, like a Holocaust denier. That is, like the Washington Post and New York Times during the Holocaust. I want you to think about something. During this coronavirus pandemic, how accurate were our government scientists? How good were they in providing advice to the public? I think that's an important question. So now we've moved beyond debate beyond challenging what was global cooling, global warming, now climate change, which encompasses everything and anything that may or does occur to Mother Earth, to how are we going to control you, destroy your jobs, destroy your lifestyle, and invite the government in on virtually every decision that you make, and pay dearly for it, pay dearly for it. We have seen what's taken place in states like California. They go down this path. People suffer. What was once truly the land of milk and honey, where everybody wanted to go to the West Coast, to California, that's where you would go to start a business, to start a new life. It was the land of opportunity, low taxes, beautiful scenery, cheap energy, Just tremendous opportunity. Now it's depopulating. 
It's depopulating because the left took it over. It's a one-party state. And all the things that Joe Biden's doing and talking about have already been tried in California. California that has gasoline shortages, electricity shortages, brownouts, blackouts, uncontrollable wildfires. 41% of the California population is Hispanic. By the way, there's nothing in and of itself wrong with it. I'm just pointing out how fast that occurred because of open borders. So I want to be abundantly clear on that, but it won't matter. And people are leaving in droves. In droves. There's no assimilation occurring in that state. There's no competition occurring in that state. Everything now is government-centric. And so you have a totalitarian governor who likes his haircuts, his 1950-do, and you have people suffering in that state, much more than they need to. The great California isn't so great anymore. California that elected Ronald Reagan twice as governor, landslides, and landslides for president twice, couldn't elect a, a Republican there statewide if your life depended on it. That's the truth. And so no, Joe Biden, one of the dumbest men to ever serve in the Senate, one of the dumbest men to ever be vice president, is now one of the dumbest men to ever be president. And he wants to man, he wants the greatest legacy, and he's been told by phony historians, put the foot on the gas pedal. We've never seen anything like this. He's going to have a big to-do Next week, I believe it's on the 28th, where he's going to talk about how he solved the coronavirus issue with all the vaccines that have been issued and injected. He's going to be talking about all the magnificent programs that he is proposing. He's going to be talking about how he is going to take on race like no other human being ever has. And you're going to vomit on your sneakers. But this is what's going on. Let's, let's talk about this so-called climate change. What is the perfect temperature? There is no perfect temperature. There's no perfect temperature. John Kerry himself admits if we do everything, everything, that's in the Biden proposal, it won't be enough. Because for the Marxists, it's never enough. They have to constantly... Stir the pot. Which reminds me. I think it's going to be a big deal. And I think you're going to be part of it. I think you're going to be part of helping change history here. I really do. Because only you can. All of you wonderful Levinites. You patriots out there. Who've been with this program almost 20 years. The Reagan revolution. The Tea Party revolution. The Trump revolution. That's you. That's you. And as liberty and tyranny helped launch and sustain and expand the Tea Party movement. This new book will now be on Amazon on Tuesday. I've moved everything up as fast as I can. I can't give you the title yet, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to play games, I'm just, I'm, I'm just constrained. I literally finished it this morning. It's the longest book I've ever written. I think it's by far the most important book I've ever written. It'll be 
It'll be out there Tuesday on Amazon. It doesn't come out until sometime in July. I can't even mention that yet. But you and I, as President Reagan said, have a rendezvous with history. And that begins now. We can keep talking about these issues, but we're going to have to do something about it. I look across the newspapers and the websites every morning, every afternoon, right up to the beginning of this program. I think about history, I think about the great philosophers, the economists, and how best to describe what's taking place in this country. Everywhere you look, we're under attack. Everywhere. Virginia, which really not long ago was a dark blue state, is now gone to the blue side. And they're going to destroy public education. Because this is what the Democrats do in the name of equity. I'll get to that later. Joe Biden is proposing a massive capital gains tax on so-called wealthy people who earn a million dollars or more. And what that's going to do, of course, is going to shoot a torpedo right into the side of our economic system. You're going to have, in some states, people paying net, net tax rates. 15 states in the D.C. of over 50%. And in New York, California, New Jersey, the Marxist wonderlands, you're going to have people paying over 54%. This is shocking. And it won't even make a crack in the massive debt. We've spent $2.5 trillion already under one bill. And it was a phony bill that was said to be spent to deal with the virus when only 9% went toward the virus. We have a pending $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill where only 30% goes to actual infrastructure. And next week, Joe Biden's going to give his big speech. I'm sure he'll be wearing Depends. They don't want any problems up there. And they'll stoke him up and fill him up with something. And he'll be up there. They've got another $1.5 trillion proposal. Every month, a couple of trillions. Buy up my addition. My God, that's $6.3 trillion in three months, and we haven't even gotten to the federal budget yet. And there's over a trillion dollars that hasn't been spent from last year. And we're told the progressives don't think he's going far enough. Who gives a crap what the progressives think? Of course, he never goes far enough. This is a very sick man, Joe Biden. And I don't mean sick because of onset dementia. I mean sick because he's gone rogue. He even said, and Politico has reported, that Joe Biden says if Congress won't act on his sweeping climate change plan, he plans to go without Congress. These are the words of a Mussolini. These are the words of a Tojo. These are the words of a fascist, ladies and gentlemen. This is a representative republic. It's not one man who gets to rule over us. And yet this is who he is. Really quite shocking. Over at the Daily Mail, we can't expect this from an American newspaper. They said, what are the consequences of what Biden is pushing? How Biden's climate plan could limit you to eat just one hamburger a month. Costs $3.5 thousand dollars a year per person in taxes. 
force you to spend $55,000 on an electric car and crush American jobs. Biden announced the goal to cut emissions by 2030 compared with 2005 levels at the start of a two-day climate conference. He vowed the plan, which would set the U.S. on a path of zero emissions economy by no later than 2050. Remember what John Kerry said. That's not enough. We also got to get the carbon out of the, out of the uh, atmosphere. We get carbon out of the atmosphere, we'll kill ourselves. He's yet to release any firm details on how exactly he plans to do this could prompt sweeping changes that could affect how Americans eat, drive, and eat their homes. homes. And this is exactly what I've been talking about with this degrowth movement. Degrowth movement. I've talked about this for several years. I'm waiting for others to repeat it. They need to. Experts in recent studies have laid out what would need to change by 2030 to reach the goal. So what would need to change? You. Cut 90% of red meat out of your diet. You could only eat four pounds a year. $55,000 electric car. You don't even want electric cars. 2% of the cars bought in this country are electric. Heating your home. $5,700 to install new electric heat pumps. You would see emissions reduced by 50%, he says. To do that, it would require Americans to only consume about 4 pounds of red meat per year, or 0.18 ounces per day. It equates to consuming roughly one average-sized hamburger per month. More than half of new cars bought in the United States would have to be electric within the next decade. University of Maryland School of Public Policy estimated that cleaning up transportation would count towards about a quarter of Biden's goal. It would mean more than 65% of new cars and SUV sales and 10% of new truck sales would need to be electric. Does anybody know where electricity comes from? Because by 2050, we won't have any coal-powered plants left. They will be eliminated. So where does electricity come from? Well, you might say hydroelectric dams. They're getting rid of hydroelectric dams. They're taking them down as fast as they can. In part, they come from, electricity comes from coal. I just want to know where all this electricity is going to come from. There's going to be a massive demand now for electricity. Massive. Don't give me solar and wind. We know how that worked out in Texas. Taxpayers would fork over trillions of dollars. There are no cost specifics, could end up costing Americans trillions of dollars. David Williams, president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, told the Daily Mail that Biden's plan is just a multi-trillion dollar corporate welfare giveaway. Strict climate mandates and targets will disproportionately hurt lower and middle income citizens who will be forced to pay much higher electricity bills. Beyond Lombard, visiting fellow at Stanford, told the Orange County registered that the plan will likely cost taxpayers about $3,500 a year, and it will increase significantly from there. Biden says he can create millions of good-paying jobs. Have you ever heard these leftists when we come back? I I want to pursue this. They throw that out there, that they're going to create millions of good-paying jobs. Tell me what Democrat has created millions of good-paying jobs. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Mark Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Biden says, the signs are unmistakable. The science is undeniable. The cost of inaction is mounting. This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative. Time is short, but I believe we can do this, and I believe that we will do it. Thank you for being part of the summit. What did he say? He didn't say anything. Now, here's what gets me. One man doesn't have the power to fundamentally destroy our economic system, millions of jobs, drive up the cost to 320 million people create massive economic dislocation because he believes in a fiction whatever happened to balance of power whatever happened to congress's role furthermore where do you have the power to enter into these kinds of arrangements with foreign countries without seeking a treaty from the united states senate you see ladies and gentlemen they've destroyed our constitutional system the framers wouldn't even recognize this country. They wouldn't even recognize what happens here with the, with the power plays and the narratives and all the rest. We don't have strong men. This isn't a police state where somebody, one guy, barely coherent, can all of a sudden be issuing directives and fiats and orders that affect every corner of our society. This isn't a republic anymore. It's not a constitutional system anymore. And nobody wants to stand up to this, whether in Congress or the courts. People are going to completely alter the way you live. And there's no balance, no checks. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillstone teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, Liberty's General Patton. Call into the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. You know, as you read these books by these Marxists and people in the Democrat Party and so forth, they invent new words. They invent new words. Decarbonize is a new word that they're using out of the white. We need to decarbonize critical sectors of our economy. Decarbonize, because carbon is supposed to scare you, even though you would die without it. And so this is the nature of the propagandist. And this is Biden at this leaders' summit today. Cut one, go. We will be joining in a partner for the nations in efforts to decarbonize critical sectors across the board, including industrial sector. I'd stop we'll right there. Why does that cause me to stop right there? Including the industrial sector. I'm getting way ahead of myself from next week, but I want to get into this. The industrial revolution the outcome of the Industrial Revolution proved Karl Marx wrong. He thought the Industrial Revolution would result in an army of proletarian revolutionaries that would overthrow the capitalist system and these Western governments. But that's not what the Industrial Revolution did. The Industrial Revolution created, using his term, the greatest middle class in the history of mankind. And despite the propaganda you read about robber barons and all the rest, it provided for the vast majority of Americans a form, a lifestyle that they could never have dreamt of before. And I don't want to have to keep saying it wasn't perfect, it wasn't perfect, nothing's perfect. That's beside the point. As it developed, it created electricity, brought to people's homes at the flick of a switch. As it developed, it brought oil and gasoline through pipelines that people could use. It made mobility and transportation available to all Americans with the assembly line. It was able to create foods, including foods that could last for some time before we had such abilities. 
I could go on and on and on. The Industrial Revolution was a magnificent success. Much of what you're looking at today when you look around as a result, or it was a breakthrough during the Industrial Revolution. This has been a stick in the craw of the Marxists and their surrogates since the Industrial Revolution. For over a century. And so they're trying to strike back this degrowth movement. I explained to you how it was born. I wrote about it at some length and plunder and deceit. And we'll get into this more another day. So they know the way you strike at a capitalist system, the way specifically we're the target, the way you weaken America, the way you impoverish Americans is to strike at the industries. At the industries. I want you now, with that framework, with that context, to listen again. Cut one, Mr. Producer, go. We will be joining in a partner for the nations in efforts to decarbonize critical sectors across the board, including industrial sector, where we'll join with Sweden and India in, leadership, in the uh, leadership group for, uh, for industry transition. The power sector. He can't even get the words out of his mouth. This guy is such a buffoon. And yet what he's doing is the most radical attack on your lifestyle, on human progress. The most radical attack on human progress in our history, and yet it's being led by our own president. What does Sweden and India have to do with anything? Number two, the industrial sector. We're not sectors. We're an economy. This isn't the old Soviet Union where we're broken down into sectors. But if he wants to talk about sectors, you notice he also talked about the power sector. So you strike at the industrial and technological advances of this country, and you strike the power sector. But because without energy, this economy cannot function as it functions today. Hence the degrowth movement, the Marxist movement that is bleeding into our politics, bleeding into our schools, bleeding into our media, and bleeding into these decisions. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I don't care. I've had enough of this. So when they attack the power sector, they're attacking the ability of you to be mobile, to have affordable energy, to have frozen food, to use dishwashers, to use washing machines and dryers, to have your own vehicles without public transportation. If you look, oil is everywhere. It's in your clothing. It's in the Materials that are used to build your home, it's in carpet, it's everywhere. What else is happening by striking at our industrial sector and our power sector? What's happening now is the federal government, the politicians and the bureaucrats in Washington will control everything. 
While Joe Biden is doing this, he also is trying to control zoning in your community. It won't be long now when they will control more than zoning in your community, specifically what building materials you can use, how many square feet can be in your home, how many toilets you will have, how many sinks you will have, how many showers you will have, what type of automobiles you can have, that's where we're headed now, how many automobiles you can have, where you can live. Under the name of climate change. And of course, they use the tactic of fear. If they could somehow figure out how to call this Jim Crow, they would. They've already gotten into environmental justice and environmental racism. So we're heading in that direction. You're a denier. You're a racist. If you don't go along, in other words, they crush you. They destroy your character. They destroy your reputation. They character assassinate you. The men and women of this country, whether you're blue collar or white collar or no collar, whether you're black or white, brown or yellow, or whatever you are, whether you're union or non-union, if we don't unite against this radical revolution, it's going to take us down. All the little issues that we dispute aren't going to matter anymore. That's the truth. That's what's going on here. And the way this is being developed, the way this is being sold, the way this is being implemented, is not in any way where you and I have any input whatsoever. We're just watching this. We have no power. We have no power. Half of the country is disenfranchised altogether. They talk about, don't talk about the election. Don't talk about the election. Well, you and I have no thought, no power. We're being cut out of the entire process. Our representatives in the House have no say in what's taking place. Our representatives in the Senate, they're using sleight of hand. They're abusing the budget reconciliation process to ensure that 50 Republicans have no say. We have no representation today. None. None. And just in case, just in case lawsuits are brought to challenge what Biden and the Democrats are doing both constitutionally and in these other areas, they want to control that too, don't they? By stacking and stuffing the court. Now, for most of our friends that don't listen to this program or who are oblivious to what's taking place, they have no problem with what's going on. You know why? They don't feel it today. There's no energy shortage today. There's no inflation going through the roof today. All the consequences of what Biden and the Democrats and the others are doing, it takes time to resonate throughout the system. It takes time. It doesn't happen immediately. And so they think this is great, a lot of our friends and neighbors and colleagues. And Joe Biden will give a speech against racism, and he'll give a speech for clean air and clean water. It's about time. We'll rally the American people. Rally the American people to what? 
big government to their own demise, to murders in the street because we don't have cops. You're going to rally the American people. We're bigger than this, they're going to say. We can do this. We can do what? We can do what? They can seize all of our liberty, our businesses, our jobs, and we're supposed to rally around that? Rally around our own impoverishment? Rally around our own demise? Rally around the destruction of the greatest nation on the face of the earth? I want you to remember something when he's saying, we Americans can do this. He's also accusing you of being racists. We Americans, we can do this. We can rally around this. We've won great wars. We've done great things. You damn systematically racist bastards. Yes! I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox, really the original long-form interview program, at least original to modern times. When I was growing up, they existed everywhere, but not so much now. There are some knockoffs, but they're not the same. Life, Liberty, and Levin, we have two fantastic guests. We have Leo Terrell and Heather McDonald. Now, Leo Terrell is going to be given an entire half of the program, and he is fantastic. It's not a hit and run with Leo where he's interrupted with 14 guests. So I think you're really going to enjoy listening to him. And we dig very, very deeply into race, into what's taking place in this country, not just a specific trial. And then Heather McDonald, same. Second half of the program, she is fantastic. She's written about the police. She's written around about these various pathologies in various communities in this country, and she does not hold back. And I don't want them to hold back. I want them to tell us exactly what they think. So these are two tremendous guests. It's a very important program. It's really the first long-form interview program that Fox has had. And uh, so I think that... Uh, It's worth your while. Now, if you're busy and you can't watch it live, you can always DVR the program. That's the great thing about the Industrial Revolution. It spawned all these great 
technologies even a hundred and so years later. So you can DVR it, and I hope you will. Um, and I'll keep doing it as long as you watch it. You stop watching it, I'll go off and do other things, seriously. I'm not looking for FaceTime on TV. I do these different programs, these different missions, because I want to advance the cause. And I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I have enough money. I don't have to do this. I do it because I love it. I care about this country. I care about you. I care about my family. I love it. And I want to keep pressing forward. So that's very important. Joe Biden is a one-man wrecking ball, so he is now focused on literally destroying our economic system, capitalism. Destroying the greatest engine of wealth creation for more people of all stripes than any other system on the face of the earth. If you can point to another one, do it. He's willing to take failed experiments in other countries and to apply them and impose them on we the people by gutting our constitutional system. He is surrendering our sovereignty to international organizations. And even this won't be enough. Not only won't it work because it's an impossibility, but the impracticability of it is going to destroy your jobs and the way in which you live. And he's combining that with federalizing zoning. With federalizing zoning. So these communities anymore, your communities, many of you, are not going to exist as they do today, 20 years from now. Inside your communities, wherever you live, he's focused on destroying your school systems. Destroying your school systems. With transgender indoctrination, with critical race theory indoctrination, And it gets even worse. When we come back, I'll explain what's taking place starting in Virginia and across the nation. It's also taking place in New York, some of the other areas, where they're now dumbing down the student population. Just because teachers aren't hired on merit, just because teachers aren't paid based on merit, now that mentality is going to apply to students. Because once again, the racists who are in control of more and more of our institutions don't believe black children and other minorities are capable of advancing. And so what they're going to do, again, I'll talk more about it next hour, is they're going to eliminate in Virginia all accelerated math courses before 11th grade. You think they're doing that in China? You think they're going to get rid of accelerated math courses in China before 11th grade? More next hour. Destroying our schools. Destroying our sovereignty. Open borders and illegal immigration. Destroying the electoral system. Destroying our economic system. Destroying jobs. Soon your job. That's the Democrat Party. That's Joe Biden. And yet people would vote for him tomorrow again if they could. Some of our fellow citizens are insane. Some of our fellow citizens have a death wish. That's fine, but they intend to drag all the rest of us with them. And this is what we will resist. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. As I was saying before the break, Virginia used to be a reliably red state. Virginia has changed. The three statewide constitutional offices are not just held by Democrats. They are held by reprobates. As you know, the governor of Virginia was caught red-handed in blackface and a Klansman outfit. First he confessed and apologized, and later, after consulting a very expensive law firm, he changed his story that he's not sure if that was him, because after all, it was blackface and a white hood, so who could tell? He moved hard left. And now he has the support of the Democrat Party. He's got the support of the Democrat media, including the Washington Post. that has a lot of say here in Virginia. And the uh, state representatives and state senators in his party. He signs as much left-wing legislation as he can. He's abolished the defense at the uh, uh, Capitol. Punishment in this country, in this state. They live in limited gun purchases in this state. They've expanded abortions in this state. And they are attacking our school system in this state. Fox News, Virginia moving to eliminate all accelerated math courses before 11th grade as part of equity-focused plan. Wonder what the women in the suburbs think now here in the great state of Virginia, particularly northern Virginia. What is this all about? The Virginia Department of Education is moving to eliminate all, all, accelerated math options prior to 11th grade, effectively keeping higher-achieving students from advancing, as they usually would in the school system. What kind of government takes the smartest among its population and intentionally dumbs them down. What kind of society does such a thing? What kind of ideology is this that prevents the smartest among us from achieving as much as they can? These are the people who are going to find the next vaccines. These are the people who are going to invent the next great product. Loudoun County School Board member Ian Sorotkin posted about the change via Facebook on Tuesday. According to Sorotkin, he learned of the change the night prior during a briefing from staff of the Virginia Mathematics Pathway Initiative. As currently planned, this initiative will eliminate all math acceleration prior to 11th grade. That is not an exaggeration, nor does there appear to be any discretion in how local districts implement this. All 6th graders will take foundational concepts. All 7th graders will take foundational concepts for 7th grade. All 10th graders will take essential concepts for 10th grade. 
Only in 11th and 12th grade is there an opportunity for choice in higher math courses. And meanwhile, these are the same school districts teaching racism. And genderism. These are radical left-wing indoctrination mills. We used to just think this was occurring on our college campuses with Marxist tenure professors. No, it's now occurring in public schools. You're paying for these damn schools. You're paying for these teachers, their salaries, their pensions, their medical care. You're paying for these administrators. You're paying for the people who come up with this stuff through your property taxes. And they want salary increases. And they want further union security. And they have abused their authority all during the course of this pandemic. Now, the gentleman's post included a chart with what appeared to be set math courses for 2022 and to 2030. Virginia Department of Education spokesperson Charles Pyle indicated to Fox News that the courses will allow for at least some variation depending on student skill level. Differentiating instruction means providing instruction that is catered to the learning needs of each child. On the Department of Education's website, the state features an infographic that indicates it would require concepts courses for each grade level. It states various goals like improve equity in mathematics learning opportunities. Empower students to be active participants in a quantitative world. Identify K-12 mathematics pathways that support future success. During a webinar posted on YouTube in December, a member of the Essential Concepts Committee claimed that the new framework would exclude traditional classes like Algebra 1 and Geometry. Committee member Ian Schenk, who focused on grades 8 to 10, said, let me be totally clear. We're talking about taking Algebra 1, Geometry, Algebra 2, those three courses that we've known and loved, and removing them from our high school mathematics program, replacing them with essential concepts for 8th, 9th, and 10th grades? He added that the concepts courses wouldn't eliminate algebraic ideas, but rather interweave multiple strands of mathematics throughout the courses. Oh, my Lord. The changes were just the latest of many to prompt concern from parents in Virginia, which has seen infighting over controversial ideas surrounding equity, race equity, that is critical race theory. These changes have a profound impact on students who excel in STEM-related curriculum, weakening our country's ability to compete in the global marketplace for years to come, said one parent on the condition of anonymity. Yeah, we're not in a free country anymore. Ian Pryor is a great patriot, a loud parent and former Trump administration official, similarly paying the move as a way to stifle advancement for gifted students and send them back set them back as they prepare for advanced mathematics in college. This is critical race theory in action, and parents should be outraged. Unbelievable. What's happening to this country? It's like the lowest common denominator is under control. For equity purposes. You know, I used to say to you, so I'll say it again. 
Look at what happened in Cambodia. Mark, what are you talking about? Stick with me. 25% of the population was murdered or starved again. 25% of the population, the killing fields, where skulls were stacked up one after another after another. It was a modern holocaust. People just slaughtered because of, because of the titles they held and the positions they used to have. Property, t- property taken from the city dwellers moved to the agricultural areas. There wasn't enough to eat. They couldn't provide enough for themselves. China did the same thing in the Great Leap Forward. And there they were with their own baskets picking up insects, wood to suck on, leaves. And even there, even there they weren't equal. Because some got more insects than others. Some had more leaves than others. Even then they weren't equal. Obviously we're not Cambodia. But we're also not America five years ago. Or even three years ago. Or something else. We've allowed the unhinged and the psychologically impaired psychopaths to take over our institutions. And they use this virus as an opportunity. They use George Floyd's death as an opportunity. And they sprinted into the gap. Look how the country's changed in literally 12 months, 18 months. Change for the better? You're never going to satisfy the mobs. You're never going to satisfy the racists. You're never going to satisfy the teachers' unions. You're never going to satisfy the Democrat Party. Because their objective is constant and irreversible destruction. That's how they get power, fame, and fortune. You look at this climate change stuff and you say, wow, I'm going to be poor as a result. Look at, and yet, there are billionaires, there are corporatists, and there are politicians and their families who are going to make a fortune. Where do you think all this money is going for? Somebody's going to pocket it. They're stealing it from you. Look what they're doing to your children. They want to indoctrinate your children. They want dumb kids who will do what they tell them to do when they get to college. And then when they get to college, they're going to be indoctrinated about the, the brilliance of uh, other systems. And then, and then they can be used, you see. Then they can be used. They'll graduate. One generation after another. People who hate their own country, hate their own economic system. At each other's throats. That's what the Democrat Party has decided to become. An anti-American party of tyranny. And they have their propagandists at the Washington Post, the New York Times, and elsewhere. I'll give you another point. Let's look at what's going on now. The Justice Department said, we're going to prosecute 100 more people or get them to plead to some kind of offense from January 6th. January 6th. 
How many people were assaulted by those protesters? Well, let me put it more specific. How many people were assaulted by the people who broke into the Capitol building, Mr. Producer? I'm not aware of any, are you? How many people have been charged with assault? How many people have been charged with assault with a deadly weapon? None that I'm aware of. How many people have been charged with having a deadly weapon? That is, a firearm. None. There weren't any. How many police officers were beaten? To my knowledge, none. How many members of Congress were harmed? To my knowledge, none. So we get this if, and what could have been, and what should have been, and what would be. We all denounce what took place. That's not my point. We have FBI agents who've spanned out throughout this country to hunt down everybody they can, even people who didn't get into that building but were standing on the steps. Meanwhile, we have the same federal law enforcement authorities taking their orders from the Department of Justice and the White House who refused to prosecute a single violent rioter who attacked the federal courthouse in Portland. They're letting him out through the back door. That was the article we read the other day. They're hunting down people. Why don't they hunt down the Antifa members? Why don't they find out where they're located? Why don't they go after their funding source? Why don't they do the same with Black Lives Matter? We have one of the founders who's a multimillionaire. We don't know how. We have local chapters of the Black Lives Matter complaining about what the global chapter, the global center is doing. They raise $90 million. Part of it is tax exempt under our federal tax laws. Why aren't they being investigated? Why aren't they tracking down people in Black Lives Matter and Antifa who've actually committed physical offenses? Like burning things down. Like looting things. Like attacking people. Why don't they do that? Why won't the media call for that? Why don't they call that out? Because today in our country, it does matter who you are. It's not white privilege. It's Democrat Party privilege. It's Black Lives Matter privilege. It's Antifa privilege. It's criminals privilege. There are privileged in this society. The violent reprobates. That's who get privilege. Or the righteous elitists who fund them, who give them support, who protect them with tweets, Facebook posts. The righteous elitists. They're privileged too. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data 
just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. The Post-Millennial website, great site. So the Washington Post fact checker, a white guy by the name of Glenn Kessler, as they point out, they decide that the black senator, Tim Scott, is not being oppressed enough. Now, they look into the background of Tim Scott. It's an amazing thing. They're trying to catch him in lies. They pick out one of the few black guys in the United States Senate. They give Hunter Biden a complete pass. They give Joe Biden a complete pass. But this guy, Glenn Kessler, focuses on Tim Scott. Now, for reasons I don't understand, Tim Scott's not really a friend of this program, maybe because of my mocking of Trey Gowdy, who I actually think is doing a hell of a job on Fox, but that's their problem, not mine. That said, this is appalling. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the compost, the slimes, their political surrogates all over the media and in government, they like to talk about Republicans and conservatives and how they think of blacks. And But if you notice, black men and women who are Republican and are conservative, you notice how they're treated by these white liberals? They're treated as second-class citizens. They're targeted. Because in the end, they're the bigots, these white liberals. They're the bigots. And so they point out here the Washington Post resident fact-checker, Glenn Kessler, dug into the ancestral background of Senator Tim Scott, who's been tapped to give the GOP response, you see, and that's why they're going after him, the President Biden's State of the Union address next week. Scott, who's an outspoken conservative, has written and spoke about his family's background and his ancestors' work in cotton fields and agriculture. While for Kessler, Scott's placement as a Republican contender to Biden's message means that his ancestry is open to debate. Kessler digs into census and property records. Look, look how they're trying to get to do that. Look what they do. And this piece of crap didn't give a damn about Hunter Biden or Tara Reid's allegations against Biden. Kessler digs into census and property records to come to the conclusion that Scott's family was way too well off to really be considered at all downtrodden or oppressed. Kessler doesn't say this directly. He skirts the issue, but that's the intention of the article, to create an impression. So what exactly did Kessler do and find? After the bottom of the hour, I'll let you know. We'll be right back. Liberty's voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. There's a thousand politically left, apparently, 
ministers in Georgia who are boycotting Home Depot because Home Depot has refused to become political and has refused to join a couple hundred other CEOs in trashing the Republican Party and the Republican legislature in Georgia. Many of you do your your Home Depot, Lowe's, your Ace Hardware, and so forth, shopping over the weekend. I want to strongly encourage you, even if you love Lowe's and Ace, and I have no problem with that. I like them too. But right now we're in a battle, just as we were with Goya. So I'm encouraging you to do that shopping this weekend and the next two weeks at Home Depot. You'll get back to the others as needed. Even if it's a little bit out of the way, go to Home Depot. We've got to show publicly responsible CEOs and boards of directors who have true integrity and are truly focused on their shareholders. We've got to show them that we will help them. So that's Home Depot. I want to tell you about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, the conservative treehouse... Rasmussen has a poll released today highlighting the corporate risks involved in entering politics. Coca-Cola is now discovering the cost of corporate wokeism as 37% of respondents say they're buying less product during the boycott. 33% of black adults say they are less likely to buy Coca-Cola because of the company's involvement in the Georgia election law controversy. 35% of white adults. 44% of other non-white adults. As noted by the National Pulse, also a great place. Respondents were asked several questions, including, is it a good idea or a bad idea for corporations to become involved in political controversies? Overall, 62% of the respondents said it was a bad idea, with only 20% saying it was a good idea. 17% saying they were not sure. When asked if they have ever boycotted a company over political issues, 52% of those polled said no. 41% said yes. No more Diet Coke for me. You know what I like? I'm going to sound like I'm four years old. And honey, if you're listening, cover your ears out there. Cover your ears. Come on. Count to three. One, two, three. My wife is very worried about my health, what I eat. Honey, I was just talking about you. You were? Yeah, I was. You're very worried about my health and what I eat. So I'm telling the American people... Yes. That I'm laying off Diet Coke. How but I was, hold on now. But I was also telling the American people, and you weren't supposed to be listening, but she's here. She's looking at me. I like Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch. I love Hawaiian punch. I know it's full of sugar, but there's no caffeine. I'm not justifying it. That's not made by Coca Cola, is it? I don't know, but I'm not buying it. No, but I am. <laughs> no. All right, sweet. All right, there you have it. Oh, you think when I talk about my wife and say she's here, she's not? She's right next to me. Not right now. Okay, she left. I love Hawaiian punch. What about you, Mr. Do you ever drink that? No, not Sunny Delight. I'll tell you what else I like. This people are going to go, boy, what the hell's wrong with him? I like this high C orange. Just the orange. Just the orange. Look, you don't have to share my likes, dislikes. I'm just saying. I'm getting away from Diet Coke altogether. I've had enough of those people. Where am I, Mr. Producer? Am I behind on a commercial or something? I'm all good. 
All right, I want to get back to this guy, Glenn Kessler. I never lose my place, really. He's a reprobate. He's a very white guy taking off an Afri- on an African-American senator. I want you to think about something. With all the things to investigate in this country, this guy sitting in his desk, let me investigate Tim Scott. Or his boss tells him at the Washington, let's investigate Tim Scott. Now, does that sound bigoted to you folks because Tim Scott's going to give the counter comments to Joe Biden? So they want to trash Tim Scott. Why don't they do a piece on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? Why don't they do a piece on Tara Reid right now, right before next week when he's giving his big speech? Why don't they do any of that? Why don't they remind us of the racist, the Jim Crow guy that, that Joe Biden was? No. Well, Tim Scott wasn't any of those things. And so our friends at the Post Millennial go on. So the Washington Post Kessler dug into census records. Look how, how motivated he is to try and take down Tim Scott. Death certificates and property records from 1870 and came up with this. Quote, our research, what does he mean our? Our research reveals a more complex story than what Scott tells audiences. Scott's grandfather's father I believe that's a great-grandfather, was also a substantial landowner. And Scott's grandfather, Artis Ware, worked on the farm. Scott's family history in South Carolina offers a fascinating window in a little-known aspect of history in the racist South following the Civil War and in the immediate aftermath of slavery, that some enterprising black families purchased property as a way to avoid sharecropping and achieve a measure of independence from white-dominated society. In fact, Kessler seems to hold this against Scott, believing that Scott's story of family struggle was just not a bad enough struggle. That Scott was overplaying his family history for some kind of oppression points. But what he's missing is that Scott isn't looking for oppression points. Instead, Scott highlights his family history to show what is possible in America. A family can go from having been enslaved to having a United States senator. That's his point. That's his point. As regards Scott's claim that his grandfather left school in the third grade, Kessler's research uncovers that it may have been the fourth grade. (laughs) Somehow, for Kessler, this matters and is a reason to discredit Scott. He writes, quote, The census suggests artists ended his education in the fourth grade. Twelve other adults on that census page entered their education in the fourth grade. So that may have been a common endpoint at the time. Artis appears to have been able to sign his name. What? American politicians excel at telling their family stories. A big part of who Joe Biden told the public he is depends on his ancestral background and labor. Elizabeth Warden wouldn't be who she is were it not for her Native American narrative. And of course, Tim Spock, uh, uh, Scott spoke about the difficulties his family faced in the racist South. Difficulties he's clearly overcome to become a United States Senator from South Carolina. But it's as though his refusal to tell a story of oppression, where he's been a victim of history, has led Kessler to the conclusion that perhaps the legacy of slavery and racism just wasn't that pervasive in the Scott family. The only purpose of this fact-checked into Scott's history is to discredit him and the GOP and the conservative response to the upcoming State of the Union. In the end, Kessler slammed Scott's family history for not being more downtrodden. 
For Kessler, black family working hard to find better opportunities and succeeding to a certain extent just isn't black enough. The only thing is, Kessler doesn't get to make this call. His intentions are clear to discredit Senator Scott. To me, he sounds like a bigot. The Washington Post believes itself to be so woke that white fact-checker Kessler can undermine a black man's family history for Democrat political gain. It is worth noting that Scott brought a police reform bill to the Senate, and that would have banned several harsh police practices, and the Senate Democrats, including then-Senator Kamala Harris, refused to give the bill a hearing. Now, Scott's working with some Democrats on what they say is a compromise bill. I'm going to be very leery of this. For some reason, the Republicans always feel they have to work with the Democrats, whereas the Democrats feel they always have to crush the Republicans. But you and I, we're not going to permit this to be a way to slip in provisions and such that we can't live with. The only problem is there's 50 Democrats and Scott, whatever they want, gets passed. We shall see. I'll be right back. in. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Cancel culture. Cancel. Cancel culture. Cancel culture should be met with F.U. culture. Well, what do you think I'm talking about? What, what word do you think I mean there? I'm saying cancel culture should be met with F.U. culture. Fun you culture. What did you think I meant, Mr. Producer? Joe Biden eyes a 43.4% capital gains tax rate for millionaires. Again, they take the most outrageous, awful policies, and they try to nationalize them. So Wall Street got behind Biden, you see? Wall Street's all in the back pocket of the Democrat Party. Oh, what did Georgia do? We're going to boycott Georgia. While we have all these operations going on in China. But don't worry. We'll figure it out. We're going to get some of this money. Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Oh yeah, believe me. They're at the public trough. They definitely are pigs at the public trough. So you have pigs at the public trough. Left-wing socialists and corporatists. 
all Democrats, slopping up the water, telling you you're not paying enough taxes so they can get fatter and fatter off your hard labor. So Joe Biden has a 43.4% capital gains tax rate for millionaires. Now, there are millionaires and there are millionaires. There's billionaires and there's billionaires. What do you think Buffett's doing about now and the rest? They're trying to figure out what industries to get into ahead of the curve so trillions of dollars of your hard-earned money can be redistributed from you. Whether you work on an assembly line, you're an electrician, a roofer, a construction worker, whether you're a truck driver, a, a cop, a firefighter, so they can whack your income, run it through some phony social policy, and deliver it to these billionaires. Why do you think they invested in Joe Biden? They don't believe in capitalism, for God's sakes. They don't believe in competition. No, they've thrown in with the Democrat Party. They've thrown in with Black Lives Matter. Almost all of them. They've thrown in because they want a piece of the action, baby. That's where it is. Why fight them? Why have fair competition? Why have a market system? I mean, after all, they've gotten used to communism, working with the communist Chinese. They're really not that worked up about Georgia. But if the Democrat Party says Georgia's the enemy, then Georgia's the enemy. If they say go ahead and do business with a genocidal regime in communist China, fine. They'll do business in communist China. The bottom line for these corporatists is they want government involvement. They want competition crushed. They want little retail stores destroyed. That's what they want. And they're going to get it. So he he eyes a 43.4% capital gains tax. Now here's the thing. If you're making a bloody fortune off of the Green New Deal, because some of these industries are going to become richer than ever before. It's like Amazon during the pandemic. You're stuck at home. You can't go anywhere. Use Amazon to get your food. You use Amazon to get this. You use Amazon to get so damn convenient. There they are driving around in their trucks, bringing you stuff. They're becoming bigger than FedEx and UPS combined. There they are. They own the damn Washington Post, so he covers his ass, but Bezos does, with the propaganda mill, so they can't attack him. What do they care if they're taxed at 43.4%, if they double, triple, and quadruple their income? What do they care? Go ahead, tax the hell of us. Just make sure we get a chunk of the action. But the rest of us, it's, wait a minute. I'm not making money off this massive redistribution of wealth, this climate change crap. One day, 100 years, 200 years from now, whenever, they're going to write about how great America used to be. Until these... These people who call themselves Democrats started praying at false idols. They actually believed that they had the power to change the rotation of the planet. That they had the power to limit the impact of sunbursts. That they had the power to control the atmosphere. That they had the power to control the oceans. These fools actually believed that they had the power to do these things. And so... They destroyed themselves. It'll be written. Athens fell. Rome fell. 
And America's falling. And America's falling. What are we going to do one day when China invades Taiwan? Going to say it's none of our business? What are we going to do one day when Russia invades Ukraine? We're going to say it's none of our business? What are we going to do one day when Iran launches a war against Israel and Saudi Arabia? It's over there, 7,000 miles away. We are degrading our military. We've degraded our nuclear missiles. We have a decrepit, stupid old man in the Oval Office who can't stop looking in the mirror and calling himself Franklin Roosevelt. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our number, and we will get to some of your calls. 877-381-3811-877-381. 381-3811. Well, something very cool happened on Fox Sports 1. A gentleman by the name of Marcellus Wiley, former professional football player himself, host on Fox Sports 1 yesterday, took on LeBron James. You're not allowed to do that on sports programs. You're not allowed to do that. The social pressure is immense, but he did. And I want you to hear what he had to say about LeBron James and that, that tweet that he put out and then pulled back about the officer in Ohio who actually saved the life of a young African-American woman. Cut 12, go. I want to actually pray that his profoundness matches the power of his platform. I say it again. His profoundness will one day match the power of his platform. You basically said that. Like, dog, you can't do this. You can't be that irresponsible if you're LeBron James because you have that much power. And we all know when you get that type of power, the responsibility comes with it. Um, The accountability that was deleted in that tweet is ironic. Like, to put up hashtag accountability, which is something that we all need right now in this moment. Accountability on all sides with all people. Whether you're talking about the police officers, whether you're talking about the individuals in this situation or even the victim in this situation. Every situation with accountability, not just rooting interests. And that's what's interesting about this. LeBron James, in terms of what he does for his day job, being a basketball player, second best at worst ever, maybe the GOAT. It's amazing. There's one glaring critique on his resume that he defers in critical times. Damn, I wish that was true in this moment. 
when it's a real issue, not just basketball wins and losses and points scored, when it's real-life issues, where's the deferring? In that moment, LeBron, until all the facts come out, till you watch the video, till you come out and see what's right from wrong in this situation. He should have passed in this moment. You know, people always say, and I'm not agreeing with that, shut up and dribble. Nah, just shh and pass. Wait for it to come. And then you'll be able to see things clearer. Brilliantly put. Marcellus Wiley. Marcellus Wiley, professional football player, retired, of course. Played 10 seasons with several different teams. But uh, right on. He's got the guts to say these things. He's got the guts to speak up. Very few do. Now, on CNN, like MSNBC, they believe their role is to be the spokes idiots for the Democrat Party. Brianna Kyler is one such idiot, and she doesn't realize she's destroying her reputation and her future career. That doesn't mean that left-wing networks won't hire, but for half the country, she's a buffoon and a partisan. John Kavanaugh is an Arizona Republican state representative. Obviously, they invited him on CNN to speak on CNN Today. Anybody here watch CNN Today? What the hell is that? I don't even know. But let's take a listen. Hat tip, right scoop, cut five, go. And there's no evidence that they, there's no evidence that there is widespread voter fraud. Even if there wasn't, why would you send ballots to addresses where there's nobody there? It's a waste of money. But you're going to purge people who may have moved. Must we use spin words in this discussion? No, that's not a spin word. That's just a fact. We're removing people who haven't voted in any of the last four elections, local or municipal, after they don't reply to a letter they received after three months and after they don't respond to phone calls and emails from the election people. Yes, to their to their Greater old residents. To, to prevent the, errors than we do with the To the phone number and the address. All right, stop a second, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to what a nitwit she is. Yes, to their old residents. That's the point, you idiot. They're old residents. Obviously, they have a new residence from which they are able to register to vote. Get it? Apparently not. Go ahead. With signature discrepancies. To the phone number and the address that you have on record, which if they have moved on, you may not be tracking them. They write their phone number on the ballot when they vote. And if they haven't voted recently, you're going to have a problem. As you are aware, people change phone numbers. They Uh, still get the mail. Do you pay bills that come in the mail? A lot of mail isn't forwarded. You're aware of that. Listen listen to this. Listen to this idiot. Go ahead. Well, if it's yeah, and if they move, they are not eligible to use that. Which is my point. If it's an old address, well, but the phone number may have changed. Well, so what? We contacted the address and the email, but you may not have the right address, the right email, and the right phone number. So they're not there. Dingbat. Go ahead. Look, that's just not that's not necessarily You're really true twisting for, the facts. I'm to saying make your for being purged, here. it's All not the precinct. I'm talking about being purged from the early, early voting the role. Um, I'm talking about people who are purged from that early voting please, list. Please, we use can we use neutral names? They're being removed after multiple checks to make sure that they actually aren't there. They're not being purged. That is that is your 
That is how you describe it, sir. And we do appreciate well, you coming. I'm not spinning in. it. So that's why I'm doing the truth. I'm not doing spin. I'm not spinning it either. Well, Arizona purge? State. What, what am I, Stalin? Come on, don't be ridiculous. This is really, this is why we can't have reasonable discussions across the political divide. Because everybody wants to throw gasoline on what should be a critical intellectual discussion. And the political divide. He's a Republican, right? And he's debating with a phony journalist. That's the political divide. <laughs> he's having a debate with a journalist. Listen to how stupid she is. And how defensive she is. And how she's twisting How many lists exist today if you can't contact a person by email, phone call, or letter, Mr. Producer? I don't think there's a lot of lists that would be kept by organizations, by CNN. That means the person's moved or they've died. They've moved or they've died. I don't know what else a state can do to try and verify if somebody's there. And, of course, the other question is, so nobody can ever be removed from a list, ever, ever? So what Kyler here has demonstrated is how absurd and bombastic she and those that defend this position truly are. They're absurd and bombastic. Really preposterous. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I mean, what if they moved? That's the point, genius. Well, but, but maybe they didn't move. Maybe, maybe people change their phone numbers all the time. I know, but we send them a letter and we try and call them. Well, that, that doesn't matter. I mean, what, 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 if, uh, what if that day uh, they were kind of in between moving and uh, they weren't sure if they were going to move? And uh, what if the post office made a mistake? I mean, what if, what if and, and, and what if and what if? And uh, how about this one? And what about that one? Hey, pal. Yeah, you. What if the person's not there? And multiple ballots show. You can't prove there's fraud! So she's defending the potential for fraud, is she not? That's CNN. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right. I'm going to get to some phone calls, as I promised. Let's go to Jeffrey, Chicago, Illinois, XM Satellite. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Highway 5. I just want to say thank you for all what you have done for, you know, 
to educate me. Um, I'm a soldier in the Illinois National Guard. God bless you. I've been in a, uh, okay, thank you. I've been in the Guard and the Reserves for 37 years. I'm about to retire uh, next year in December. But when I picked up on you with Mark, I was in Afghanistan. Really? And I was so intrigued. And I was like, this guy is great. He is truly the great one. And I have been following you ever since. Well, aren't you kind? Go right ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you, sir. You know, living in Chicago, I think it's just a handful of us Republicans running around. And um, it was funny. Uh, My wife, she supports Black Lives Matter. And I'm a church member. I'm a church-born guy. I'm a church supporter. And so one day she came home with a Black Lives Matter shirt on. I said, if you wear that shirt outside, I promise you, I was going by Make America Great hat and a T-shirt. <laughs> I would wear the shirt. No kidding. So what happened? You guys still married, I hope. Oh, yeah, we still married. Oh, happily married. But it's sad that so many, I'm a, I'm a black guy, and it's so sad that so many of the people in Chicago are uh, a hoodwink. I took a course. Uh, a couple of years ago, a statistic course, right before um, Trump won the election, and the people in the class said, oh, my God, he's going to send us back to Africa. Oh, gee. And they have to like, when was the last time your family was in Africa? <laughs> like, come on, you a little common sense there. And so I just want to say thank you. Well, listen, I, I want to thank you for your service, my friend. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. And don't be a stranger. Call again, okay? Yes, sir. And God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate it. Let us go to Brenda, Abilene, Texas, XM Satellite. Brenda, how are you this evening? I'm just fine. How are you, Mark? All right. Thank you, Brenda. Okay, Mark, what I wanted to tell you was at the beginning of your show, you were talking about... Uh, Biden's green deal and electric cars and how people are going to have to have electric cars. I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but I work for the U.S. Postal Service. Uh And the U.S. Post Office, who is broke, has bought Mercedes-Benz SUVs for the rural carriers to drive. You mean the electric ones, the electric trucks? No, no, not yet. These the Mercedes. Well, why in the world would they buy Mercedes vehicles? Because they were cheap, and they are cheap. Uh, I don't have one yet. I don't want one. They're not uh, dirt road uh, friendly, and um, they're 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 nothing. But they. Post Office is proud that they are going to be spending over the next three years more than one billion, I forget what the the amount is, on electric vehicles. See, that's what they're going to do. They're going to spend our money, not just the Post Office, but all these uh, uh, federal uh, entities. They're going to change them all over to electric. We're going to pay for all this stuff, and it's very, very expensive. It's going to be a drain on the electrical grid. 
That's what's going to happen. You're going to start seeing brownouts and blackouts in the next 10 years. By the way, Brenda, I want you to know something. Some of the nicest people I meet work at the post office. People make fun of the post office. I don't make fun of the post office. I think it is a brutally tough job, day in and day out. And I think, uh, you know, people say you're running a deficit. People don't understand. The post office budget has to account for pensions. No other federal budget has to account for pensions. If we had the entire government having to account for pensions, it would look worse than the United States Post Office. I'm not making excuses. I'm not a special pleader. I'm just being honest. But the people I meet, particularly the ladies, I may say, at, the, uh, at my local post office, hi, Mark, how you doing? Always nice, always helpful. And, you know, dealing with the public's not so easy. I don't know how people do it. I, I have a microphone, but dealing with... People from all walks of life, some of them have a chip on their shoulder. What do you mean I, my stamps aren't enough? What do you mean? I was here three weeks ago. It was enough. You know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, Brenda, I want to thank you very much. Take care of yourself. Let's continue, shall we? Douglas, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. How are you, Douglas? What's cooking? I'm doing good. Yourself, Mark? Very well, thank you. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, Douglas. I can barely contain my excitement. I finally finished this book I've been working on for months and months and months. I've had to keep altering it and adding to it. It's going to be posted on Amazon at some point next week, and it'll be out. I'll, I'll mention it then. And uh, it's time for pushback. It's time for pushback. We've made a, We've talked a lot about Marxism. We've talked a lot about critical race theory. It is something that was not even in the mainstream of conservative media. Now they're all talking about it, but they're missing a lot. And I want to dig even deeper, deeper, deeper. And it's not just critical race theory. It's things across the board. And so I just felt, I feel this book is the most important book I've ever written. And I'm hoping it'll light a fire under millions and millions of Americans. Anyway, go ahead, Douglas. Well, like your other person uh, was talking about the voter purging uh, with that... uh, that one lady, um, I right. live in Mil- well, I used to live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I moved mm-hmm. from Milwaukee back in September. And my, but my business is still in Milwaukee, but I moved to a different county just north of Milwaukee. And all of my old neighbors, and including myself and my wife, received absentee ballots in the mail without us even asking for them. Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin law specifically states you have to ask for an absentee ballot. And this went on, by the way, just so you know, in all these battleground states where you have to ask for a ballot, including Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to talk about it on the airwaves. You're not allowed to talk about it. The media says, no, no, you can't say anything. My producer here on this show, he moved from one home to another in New York. He got two ballots, one at his old address and one at his new address. And this is going on all over the country. And we had already registered to vote in our new county. We got the we actually got the ballots forwarded to our new address, which wasn't even in Milwaukee County. Mm-hmm. So we could have technically voted twice real easy. And we spoke with some of our neighbors, uh, past neighbors that were in Milwaukee. We lived there for about 14 years. And every single one of those people got a ballot in the mail. They could have voted twice. Mm-hmm. Because there's no registration. When you go to the poll. They're not going to. I mean, they're not going to ask you whether or not you sent in your absentee ballot because 
All you have, you don't even have to. Well, you want to hear something they'll say is provocative, but it's not. The truth is, because of the of the uh, mentality of the Democrat Party leadership, and the mentality of the Democrat Party leadership at the state level and the local level, Democrats are far more willing to cheat than Republicans. It's just the way it is. It's a different psychology altogether. We're the ones fighting for voter integrity. Not racist voting, not bigoted voting, voter integrity. They're the ones who insist there shouldn't be voter integrity and have a thousand ideas for how to destroy the franchise. I, I totally agree with you, Mark, on that. Yeah, All right, Douglas, listen, I uh, appreciate your call. That's my older brother's name, Douglas, yeah, so I like it very, very much. And you sound like a great guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have to take a hard break. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. The one-man antidote for liberal media bias, Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Just to show you what's going on in MSLSD, they hate America. MSLSD hates America. Why else have a lineup like this? Joy Reid, knife fights happen all the time and people survive. She is a mentally unhinged and delirious left-wing buffoon. But there she is, primetime MSNBC. Brittany Cooper, associate professor at Rutgers, of which there are four billion, so they pick her purposely, on MSLSD today. Columbus police officer killed Michaela Bryant because she wasn't being perfect. MSNBC hates America. Then we have Christina Greer, associate professor at Fordham on the morning schmo show. Boy, is he dumb as a dirt bag. Anyway. We have to have a real systemic, widespread clearing out of police officers in this country. This is MSLSD. Owned by Comcast. No self-policing. Every left-wing fraud freak phony that they can find. Associate professors. We're down at the associate professor level. Who spews their racist and bigoted hatred gets to be a guest on the morning schmo or the rest of the fine lineup. The conga line of freaks. That is that show. Excuse me, that is that network. Now let's go to... (coughs) Excuse me. 
Let's go to patriotic Americans, shall we? I think we shall. William, Los Angeles, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. How are you, William? I'm, I'm very well, sir. Thank you. Listen, I wanted to compliment you on your brilliant, and I say that with capital letters, uh, explanation of climate change yesterday. That was absolutely superb. Anybody can understand it. I've been with NASA for about 27 years and working on uh, climate change and the data and all this kind of stuff. And I'm one of the few people down there in San Diego. I don't believe in it. The planet's been through tentonic plate shifts, reversal of magnetic poles, uh-huh. all this stuff. And it's, you know, you, you, you think, oh, my gosh, 100 years from now, it's going to be one degree higher. So instead of being 89 degrees out in Los Angeles, it's going to be 90. Can you live with that? Uh-huh. I, I just I'm astounded. And now what AOC says, climate change is the cause of the migration and the influx of illegals. <laughs> Who comes up with this crap? And, and, and nobody questions her. It's amazing that she's never been on a talk show to debate anything because she's. We've invited her on all my platforms. She won't come on, so we stopped inviting her. Same with Bernie Sanders, Mr. Tough Guy. We used to invite Kamala Harris before she became famous. She won't come on the show. I can go down the list. None of them will come on this program. Really? Every one of them said no. Every one of them. And uh, we invited Biden on when he was running. He wouldn't come on the show. None of them. Mitt Romney won't come on the show. You know, stuff like that. Well, what can I say? Me, me, little old me, just a dumb talk show host. They could be able to, you know, they should be able to whip me, don't you think? Mark, yeah, yeah, but you underestimate your significance, my friend, and how important you really are. I know you get compliments all the time in that, but at the end of the day, you really have a significant impact on our republic. You really do. And I know yeah. you're a humble person, a, a wonderful Jewish person. Don't ever marginalize what you mean to this country it it um it's amazing so i i just i i wish you would give that uh climate change little dissertation once a week you know 10 minutes or something because like i said it was absolutely brilliant well i'm I'm going to tell you a little secret and i'm not even allowed to do any of this this book i just completed has an entire massive section on this issue who's behind it where it started, who's involved in it now, where it's taking us. It just chapter and verse. Well, one chapter, but you get my point. I think you'll be very, very impressed with it, I hope, because you're an old NASA guy. So, all right, William, I want to thank you, my friend, at uh, KRLA in L.A. We love our station there. Love our audience. You'd be amazed who listens to us out in L.A. I'm not able to uh, comment. Um, I got a few beautiful cartoon boards uh, from a gentleman I have enormous respect for. I don't have his phone number. I'm trying, well, I would like to call him, but I can't. I don't, I, it's tough to track down. I've tried. But that's neither here nor there. Paul, South Bend, Indiana. Paul, the great XM satellite. Go. Hey, I just uh, was thinking about some of the other comments on the electric vehicles. And, of course, they have to be charged. But our company, and we have about 300,000 square feet, 
and the advantage to change the new LED lighting and reduce our electrical load paid us uh, well over $200,000 from the utility company as a rebate. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the auditor that came through that's checking us out to make sure we changed everything. I said, you know, what's the big deal with this? And you're giving money away. They said, we have to reduce the load on the power stations. We don't have enough power on the grid. So how are we going to charge all these cars? Um, they want to change to electric furnaces instead of gas if we don't have enough power now. They want to change everything over as much as they can to electricity. They want you to believe they can power it with solar and wind. This will be our undoing. This will destroy us because obviously it's not possible. And so we have these fruitcakes like uh, Biden and these other clowns who are running around with their, uh, with their abstract uh, ideas, pumped with all this left-wing garbage, and people are out there, yes, 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 that's a great idea, electric car, yes, yes. They don't know what an electrical grid is. They don't know a damn thing. And you're exactly right. The electrical grid is barely functioning as it is. People realize when, when there's an electrical hit or a power line that's down or, uh, or one of these, uh, uh, these boxes blow up or whatever, the whole neighborhood or a whole town is out for like 10 hours. I mean, we need a diversity of energy. And we need to go to our strength. And it's an amazing thing. You know, I've lived long enough, and you have too, and they said we would never be energy independent. They said fracking would never work. Fracking worked. We're energy independent. Our air is cleaner than it's ever been. And uh, they've changed their mind. We use too much energy. We take up too much of the world's resources. It used to be that capitalism, as uh, Ian Rand pointed out, they would say can't feed enough people. Socialism, Marxism can. Okay, now we can. And they attack us. We always could, but they've changed their argument. None of these people will debate me. I would kill to debate them. Honest to God, I would. I would love to do it. I'll do it on Fox. I'll do it on Levin TV. I'll do it right here on the radio. They won't do it. I'd love to debate this fool Chuck Todd or the idiot George Stephanopoulos or who's the moron on CBI. I don't even know. These people don't know a damn thing. Nothing. And then they call people like us deniers. Okay, call me what you will. Let's go at it. One full hour, live TV. Live TV, one full hour, one-on-one. They won't do it. Instead, they cherry-pick their facts, quote-unquote. They cherry-pick their sources. They cherry-pick their hosts. And they do the, uh, the rockets across the stage for the Democrat Party, all dancing in, uh, in synchronized form. All right, Paul, I just vented. I appreciate your call very much. Let us continue, shall we? I think we shall. Let's go to Fred, Houston, Texas, XM Satellite. Fred, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Mark. Um, I've done my share of venting on this climate change stuff, but I'm thinking about how does one push back on what Biden is saying? And it's just a simple matter people can understand. What I'm thinking about is just all of these tipping points that we've been passing since 1982. Mm-hmm. One after another after another, things are going to collapse if we don't do X by 2002, You're by right. 2008, what have you. And but what I wanted to get to, the, the current one, which is behind all this, you know, we must we have 12 years and all that, is a U.N. report that is, is written in 2018. And what it says essentially is we've got to stay below Certainly, you know, five, 1.5 degrees below the pre-industrial t- 
temperatures. So we're talking about all the all, not far off above everything all the way back to 2018. Excuse me, the 19 to the 1800s. And there's a couple sentences in here that I think you'll catch you if I may. Um, I think you'll. Well, first one, life. Listen carefully. Lifestyle choices lowering energy demand uh, based on is get, get into intensity of food consumption can further support achievement of this goal, this 1.5 degree goal. And then second sentence, by 2030 and 2050, all end use sectors that says including building, transport, and industry show marked energy demand reduction. So what they're saying is. What we need to do to get to this target by 2030 is less food consumption, less You're energy. very good. I want you to call next week, Fred. I've got to go. I've got a hard break. But you're exactly right. It's the degrowth movement. It is a Marxist movement. That's the truth. I want to thank you, Fred. We'll be right back. Mark AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Alan, Los Angeles, 8.70 a.m. KRLA, the answer. Go right ahead, Alan. Wow, what an honor. Uh, Mark, I listen to you and watch you so much, and i got to tell you, as I'm driving home, I've just felt a moment of sort of inspiration. And I, First and foremost, I wanted to say God bless you for fighting the fight and inspiring us to have the confidence. Uh, in a town where I live, it is very hard to yeah. openly and outwardly and directly speak the truth without consequences. Oh, uh, I, I know it's not my imagination. It's a real problem. Um, yeah. And the hypocrisy is just driving us crazy. And uh, so I, God bless you first and foremost. Thank you. And keep it up. Well, thank and you. I want to give you a pair of, uh, an example, by the way. I, I only have one minute. That we deal with. the hypo- Okay. The hypocrisy is this. I manage a property, homeless people all over the place. Guess who's calling to curse at me every day? The same people that voted these nincompoops in are calling me and cursing me as a slumlord because I'm not getting rid of the very homeless people that mm-hmm. they invited into their backyards. And, the, and, you know, you know they're all Democrat voters that are... That are they're all hypocrites, and they'll vote Democrat again. They, they'll vote Democrat again. They go into that polling place, hey, hey, and they're slobbering over themselves. Democrat, Democrat, let me vote Democrat. And by the way, this city stinks. I'm moving to Florida. You know, that's the sort of mentality we have. Alan, thank you, my friend. I apologize I have to go and all you other great callers. We've had great callers tonight. I really want to thank you. But as you know, every Friday, come hell or high water, 
in honor of you. Go. Folks, please don't forget, this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin. You're going to love the show. It's a tremendous show. If you can't watch it live, you really should consider DVRing the program. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, little Barney. Big week next week. I hope you'll stick with me for the announcement. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom, and good night, Leo. God bless you all.